0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. and Brenthurst Wealth was voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in 2023 and some years before then as well. With me today from Brent Houseworth is André Passon. And André sent me an interesting article about politics because I think I'm right in saying that there are 55 elections worldwide this year. Some notable ones, of course, the United States of America, South Africa, United Kingdom, to name but a few. André Passon is with me. André, what prompted you to sort of highlight the importance and Relative unimportance for markets of elections and a change or a continuation of a political of, of a political party, perhaps.
1: Yeah, thanks, uh, Lindsay. I think it was very valuable for for investors to and people all over to just get their get their mind straight about um, like a lot of noise are going to come in the election year, locally, abroad, and especially if you go over, uh, you know, the runoff between. Trump and Biden again in the U S there's going to be a lot of noise in South Africa. There's always a lot of noise. And so I think it's important for, for people to put that into context, not to, um, uh, to dismiss it. Obviously it's important, but also understand what is my role as a, as a human being, as a citizen, but also then as an investor, because it it helps uh, us to see the context and to say, should I make uh, this investment decision around it or not? And, and yeah, that's, um, Aim
0: I think a, a great example is, uh, you know, when the 2016 US election was, was ongoing, suddenly, and I was glued to the set, of course, and it's late evening where I was and into the early hours of the morning and suddenly it became apparent to many people's surprise, including duh, Donald Trump himself, that he was going to win the election. And I was watching the futures market. They had a little box on the screen of uh, financial markets and the S&P 500 futures, the Dow futures, etc. and the Dow futures I was watching. And it, it fell really, really quickly by a thousand points, which was a lot percentage-wise in, in those days. Not so much these days, of course, because it's at record highs. But nonetheless, investors said, oh my goodness, Donald Trump as president, that's horrible. They flogged it off, and yeah. then some other people suddenly said, "Actually, he's going to be market friendly because he's a markets man because he wants uh, cheaper money, so he wants interest rates to go uh, go down because his uh, because of his ailing." property empire and the market shot up again and by the time we'd opened the next day the market was actually up so that shows you how people get it wrong yes. now what should people do if they have a temptation andre to say oh my goodness the um eff well that's a bad example actually uh, what, if there's some sort of change in regime in whatever country you're in
1: yeah so i think uh you started now on the u.s topic so i'm just going to comment on that. The, it's quite disturbing if you think the biggest and strongest democracy in the world is uh, currently run by an 81-year-old and he's going to run again for election. That's now Joe Biden. And then Trump is, there's a lot of uh, stuff uh, in the media about Biden's age and he's stuttering about this, some of his words and mixing up certain foreign presidents And yes. you know, when he talks in the media, etc. But the point is, uh, Trump is also 77, so he's also quite old and he's got all this, you know, lawsuits against him, etc. So it's, it's not an ideal picture, but it is what it is. So I expect a lot of noise. If, if Trump comes to power uh, again, you know, that might be market friendly, because like you said, he's a market man, he's a businessman. He would likely cut corporate tax again and, and want to reduce red tape like he did the previous time. But it's also a hard line in terms of certain, you know, global Politics etc., he's been more pro putin um for re- reasons i don't understand, but then again he would be more pro america you know pro business kind of vibe so i'm not it may he might increase the volatility on a global stage isn't good for markets, but then he might be good for for american stock markets again so biden on the other hand if he if he comes to power you know the Democrats. I don't. It's a problem for them. Is his age? So I don't know how they're going to play it out. Because if he stays for the full term, he's going to be 85. So at the end of the day, I don't really understand completely how it's going to play out. So, but if you look at the American democracy and how the economy is run, it's not run solely by the president. There's a lot of a lot of institutions, a lot of levers to pull, which the the president doesn't have, you know, full power over. So all I know is there's going to be a lot of noise in, in South Africa. It's really interesting uh, what our markets expecting now or the polls are expecting the ANC to win, you know, 48%, 47% or maybe with 50 But so let's play around certain scenarios. Scenario one is like, yeah, just before, just before you
0: go on, let's, let's, let's just make it very clear that it's highly unlikely that anyone is going to challenge meaningfully ANC's dominance as the leading party and as the party of, of government. But on the other hand, there could be some sort of reaction in domestic stocks should certain other parties gain more than expected. I think that's the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. So 100, you're 100% correct. Uh, the market are pricing in ANC stays in power, whether outright or whether 48, 47%. If they do get 48, 47%, that just means they get a undemanding coalition partner, which will not w- change the course of doing business or governance at this stage. If they get like 45% or less, they're looking at a coalition partner like the IFP, but if they do like less than 45 and they're trending towards 40, they need to look at the DIA or EFF coalition partner. So that's the elephant in the room is the ANC EFF scenario, which might make South African stocks and bonds uninvestable in certain instances. So that's really a very scary scenario. But if you look at the EFF, actually most of them are ANC outcasts. The ANC kicked them out they don't want them back in. That's what we hear market commentator says and makes sense to me. Uh, they'd rather, you know, get into a coalition with a DA, which also don't want them. But yeah, so it's very, very tricky. But the ANC EFF scenario is the least likely but the most high impact uh, scenario.
0: Yeah, I think if EFF comes into any post-election Broadcasts or commentary in South Africa—it's it's going to—it's going to be bad news for people that are in the market. And when I say the market, I mean in the stock market or the bond market. Then, so, what is then your advice to your clients at Brentus? Do you say yes, of yeah. course, you must follow what's going on, but on the other hand, don't take action unless there is something really, really drastic happening, like the EFF getting much more than yeah. the, than the previous election and having to form a coalition with another party, notably the. Do you just say just let's, let's let it all simmer down a little bit and concentrate on one thing that drives markets? That's mainly company earnings and the price of money.
1: Yes, hundred percent. So I think one should be rational about it and then to decide. Okay, not not being ignorant of the risk, but then look at in the short term, markets are voting machines, like the saying goes, and the long term, it's weighing machines. Short term vote uh, voting meaning fear and greed long-term markets measure profits of companies so if a company can grow earnings the stock will rise eventually but what we've been saying to clients so what i like is to distance myself a bit from from the politics to say okay what makes sense in terms of where will companies make profit and for us the biggest opportunity set is still in the us so it's a it makes sense for a client to have a, a, a bigger offshore exposure you can link that or we'll build onto that with some exposure to europe uk in Japan. But for clients, most of our clients have, a, have already have an offshore, you know, overweight offshore exposure. You can have a little bit of SA cash and bonds, with, which gives you a nice yield at very low risk. And then we also, you know, underweight SA equity. There is some, you know, SA equity is very cheap, but with good reason also. And if you have a SA equity exposure, it should be a very nimble manager that can outperform the JSE. But in that scenario, you're, like, very much protected if the ANC, if, if, you know, if that coalition does come to the fore, the RAND will shoot up drastically or, you know, weaken. Yes. And your offshore exposure will help you out. If the ANC, you know, that coalition comes to the fore, then bonds will rally, SA Equity will, will pick up a bit, and then the RAND will strengthen. But uh, so then your offshore exposure, you know, is a bit... Uh, Against you, but in the long run, you know, you just look at what companies is the best prospects of growing the earnings, and where's the, the biggest balance sheets and the most diversified uh, portfolio, and in that's the way you build a portfolio. So I, I want to just encourage you know clients, investors, and, and laymen, they just don't look too much into the politics, but be aware that it will be front page news, but don't let it scare you to make an investment decision on, on based on just on headlines
0: that's very good advice andre i mean it's great to watch it on television and all the results coming in and everything but don't be ready with the buy or the sell button with your portfolio just let it settle down first unless of course something completely obvious and drastic comes to the fore but yeah use it as a dinner party or a bri topic rather than an investment topic i think is that fair enough
1: yes that's fair. That's fair enough. Up to the times, the best decision is just to stay on course, to do nothing. If you're already in the right uh, areas, there's no need to change anything.
0: Very good. I love doing nothing, Andre. Thank you very much for your time. Andre Vasson. is from Brento's Wealth, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenta's Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.